This is an AMI podcast. Hey guys, welcome along to another episode of Double Tap. It's Wednesday the 28th of June 2023. Coming up, your feedback and Sean does a demo. You're listening to Double Tap, your daily accessible technology show. Now, here's your hosts, Stephen Scott and Sean Priest. Hey, Sean Priest, how are you? Well, upset, to be honest with you. I didn't like that tone of surprise in your voice. Sean does a demo. Oh, sorry, let me hang on, hang on. Let me yeah. just do this properly. Sean does a demo. Breaking news. Breaking news. <laughs> so much. <laughs> Totally fair point, yes. Uh, I have done no, hang on, hang on. I'll tell you why, because I yes. asked you. Hang on, this is the thing, right? This is okay. a momentous moment in uh-huh. Double Tap history. Uh-huh. I asked you to do a demo mm. for today's show. Yes. I and? asked you once. Yes. And you delivered it. I know. Well I mean, done, I mean, I didn't I have to say 15 times and then, you know, you'd scramble it together before the show started. Maybe yes. you did. Um, yes. Well, kind of. But, uh, <laughs> yes. No. <laughs> I'm so impressed. I th- well, thank you. I am a hero. I am yes. an inspiration. Um, don't uh, don't no, push it. <laughs> um, what's more, I did it without a mixer. There. Oh, there you wow. go. Now, no you technology see? required. Would you record it on a shellac disc? <laughs> wow. That's going back. <laughs> um, uh, no, I did a screen recording on the iPhone. Uh, it actually worked out. It was really easy. So, um, yes, all about NFCs. Yes, this I'm quite intrigued by because we've been talking about about NFCs. And I guess for you, this has been a bit of a personal journey. Oh, thank a you. A journey of discovery, I might it, even it, say. It, it, it definitely has. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, because NFC tagging, it, it seems like a, the perfect technology for us because it's just so flexible. Mm. But I wasn't quite sure. It, it's It's been around for absolutely years, but it's nothing I've really got into. Um, but actually, yeah, I have been diving in. And uh, as we got an email from, uh, who did we get an email from? Oh, it was Greg. Greg, thank you so much. <laughs> I was wow, I was my, mind, my mind's Rolodex <laughs> was... <laughs> I was going to say Gordon. I always say Gordon for any email. I know. The answer to everything is Gordon. <laughs> Gordon. Greg, yes. Yeah, so we got an email from Greg uh, talking about a, a app called Simply NFC, yes. which allows you to write and read NFC tags, which I did try out and is very accessible and I actually subscribed to. But I thought I would try out actually using the built-in functionality in your smartphone to handle NFC tags on the Apple. It is the Apple Shortcuts app. So (gasps) um, I've gone into there and I've just gone into the basic functionality. And you know what? It works absolutely perfectly. Oh, okay. Well, I'm looking forward to trying. I need to order me some of these tags. What you need to do, because I know you've already done all this work, Uh, you should do some more. Uh, You should send me links. And I can put the links to maybe like packs of these NFC tags. We'll put them on the show notes. And then we'll all know what to buy because I don't know what to buy. Yes, but you just search for NFC tags. Yeah, you say that, but then about a billion things come up. I was just going to say that. There's a billion things that come up. And I've gone through quite a lot of those search results and I never once saw the NFC button that Negative Julian was using to sew onto his clothing Fake and news. using that as an NFC tag. No, but <laughs> what I'm saying is you're, there's so many different forms, different shapes and sizes out there. That, um, yeah, you're right. I'll, I'll get together some links and put them in the show notes. Okay, cool. Uh, also, I want to mention OpenScape today. There, I said it. Uh, OpenScape, I downloaded it. And you said uh, it twice. Well done. I did. I was very clever. I mean, I'll get it wrong at some point. <laughs> but I, actually, I downloaded it uh week or so ago when the beta opened up the second time and I managed to yep. get back on and uh, I hadn't even opened the app because I hadn't been out. I hadn't been anywhere. So mm-hmm. I thought what I'll do is I'll, you know, I was out yesterday. We had to drop the dog off at the vet. Poor little Dougal was sickly. So oh, Mrs. S okay? and I, yes, well, he's fine now and he's, he's okay. He's resting up. I mean, we're still needing to rest up because none of us got sleep last night because he no. was howling the whole night. Came up coming off the anaesthetic as yes. you do. And uh, I, I remember getting a. I, I went for a dentist appointment about a million years ago, and um, 
it was the same thing. I'd been put out to get four. You were howling. Yeah, I was. I mean, four wisdom teeth taken out at once. So as a result of that, I was put, put I'm not going to say put down, but that's not right. No, put to sleep for Please it. don't say that. Yes. And um, I came out and apparently it was the next week when I'd gone back for my follow-up appointment that all the, the reception girls were giggling. Giggling, I say. Oh. And I'm like, why are you oh, laughing? Dear. And they said, yeah, you, you really, we wished we had recorded you last week because you were trying to come on to all of us and it was just hilarious <gasps> whilst dribbling and falling over. It was what? brilliant. No difference to any Friday night. Um, <laughs> that's, a, that's a good Glasgow Friday night. <laughs> I, I'm wondering if this is a, a thing they're used to because I was just going to say when I had my cataracts done, I remember waking up in recovery and uh, being very cuddly with the nurse. I know, I know. It's like, it just it seems to... And, Please and it's funny. me. I'm scared. I, I, my my favourite moment though was this honestly has become health hour, but um, or lack of health hour. But I was <sighs> in there for an operation and I, I came round and the nurse came up to me and she says, "How are you feeling?" I says, "I feel okay." She says, "Would you like some tea and maybe a sandwich?" And my response to that was, "I don't have any money." <laughs> God bless you, Hen. I have no money on me. No yeah. money. <laughs> Do you take Apple Pay? <laughs> And nothing, right? I'm just sitting there with a little slip on me, like some kind of, you know, yes. terrified hump hanging out the back. Yes, yes. and um, <laughs> yes, exactly. There's nothing, nothing nice about those things at all. And uh, yeah, you know, she's like, "It's okay. You don't pay. It's fine." I think most people in the hospitals think I'm just a complete idiot, and they would be right. <laughs> uh, but anyway, yes, I opened up the OpenScape app because when we dropped the dog off, they said it's oh, going to yeah. be a good few hours before you can pick him up. So I said, okay. What will we do? And immediately my wife said, let's go shopping. I said, let's eat. Um, of course. So you you know, I overruled on that one. And um, I thought, let's find somewhere to eat. So I, I said, hang on a minute. I'm going to open up the OpenScape app. So it did. And uh, found I had to go through all the, you know, because it like, not opened at all. So it had to go through oh, all the setup and listen to this beacon. Yeah, but, but <laughs> listen, here. listen look, here's an example of what it will sound like. And you couldn't continue until you'd listened to it. Yes. And it was yeah. raining. And of course, we're standing outside and my wife's going, come on, would you hurry no, up? I don't know what you're talking about, because partners are always so understanding when you say, no, let me just do this because it will make life so much easier. Uh, yeah. Let's just stand in the rain for 10 minutes while I, I wrestle you're, with this. you're dreaming there. Um, but anyway, so she uh, she patiently waited. God love her. Mrs. S stood there in the rain while I got this thing set up. Oh. And uh, then we God bless you, Mrs. S. Yes. <laughs> we got there. That doesn't work, does it? This, oh, that's the wrong one. Oh, what's going on here? Why is that playing? Oh, stop that. Right. <sighs> Sorry, carry on. Anyway, um, mild moment of distraction. <laughs> You know, you know what makes me laugh? People ask me if we edit this show. And I just think, I, I, do you listen? Honestly. If this is edited. If you wow. think this is edited. Wow, you've got no idea. Uh, but right, anyway, so you're going through the setup process. So, yeah, get through the setup process. Uh, it was as tedious as this. And then we get through and I get to the bit where I type in McDonald's. And um, other fast food restaurants are available, but I only wanted that one. So I typed that in. And it said 245 metres and the beacon... And I love when the beacon starts. It goes, and then you get the beep, 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 beep. beep. It's the heartbeat of life. I'm jigging down, you know. I'm like, hey, we're off, right? So, you know, (laughs) start rocking out. (laughs) Did you just say jigging down? (laughs) You're so with the youth. I am so hot to the hip. It is unbelievable. So, um... (laughs) I'm getting that on a (laughs) T-shirt. Jigging down. (laughs) So, uh, we start marching towards the beep. Um... (laughs) It's like a beacon in the sky was calling out food. And um, we did. We we managed to find it. It was brilliant. And, uh, yeah, it was just, it was so nice to have OpenScape back because, you know, you get the, you know, you get that warm hug again, that feeling of. You do. You know, because there's no app like it. Nothing else just gives you that. Well, I don't think anyway there's anything out there that gives you that sense of, a sense of understanding of where you are. And I love when you walk up to the roads and it, I had the Bose frames on, I should say, as well. The Bose frames were on, and I was getting all the information from the various places. Now, I don't think the Bose frames have the AR in them anymore, so I don't think the, the I don't know whether There's the, no um, head tracking, no. No, that's it. There's no head tracking being done. But do you know what? It still works. It still works fine. I had the phone in my pocket, so it, it worked fine. But yeah, so good to have it It's back. just so responsive, right? And when you're approaching an intersection or whatever, it, 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 you just... You rely on it, and you know it's consistent. Yeah, and there's nothing like that. It's it's so good. I did get emotional, like I said, when I took it out when I took the dog out the other day. It just felt, 
you're right. It's just like having a, a bit of a cuddle from an old friend. Like, I just feel it's, it's like, like your recovery nurse. It's just it, like having a bit of a cuddle. <laughs> Whether she wanted the cuddle or not. Uh, but I do feel that it, it, it's like you've oh. got some control of your surroundings or at least a better understanding of your surroundings in a way which is not intrusive. And I like yes. that. You know, you feel like you can walk down a street and say, oh, I didn't know that was there. And No, that's right. Yeah. I get that a lot from people who use OpenScape. I know when Michael did the demo, he was <laughs> marching down the street and he's like, I didn't know that shop was there. He thought it had gone or had moved or whatever. And, you know, mm-hmm. he could find places. And I just think that's the, the cool thing about it. So, yeah, I'm so glad it's back. Uh, we will, of course, keep you up to date. We haven't heard back from the developer yet, but we are hoping still to speak to them as soon as they are available uh, to tell us more about the story of OpenScape, because I think we're all very keen to know. But trust me, I'm on the case with that one. Uh, speaking of betas... At Be My Eyes, Virtual Volunteer continues at a pace ahead of its hopeful launch at the end of the year, or near the end of the year. And uh, Gordon's been in touch. He got access uh, after hearing Mike Buckley on our show offering up five spaces. And uh, Gordon was one of the uh, lucky uh, winners of the beta uh, programme. So he's now on the beta, and uh, here's his thoughts. Hello, guys. It's Gordon from Livingston in Scotland once again. I wrote in a while ago about Be My Eyes, saying how wonderful I think the beta version of the virtual volunteer is and I still stand by that although um, I must admit it's not perfect Um, one of the warnings it gives you is not to rely on it for looking at medication Um, and I've got a little example of that I recently got a delivery um, of two sets of tablets from my pharmacy Uh, they were both the same medication but different strengths So to test out the virtual volunteer, I put the two boxes on a table, separated so that there were clearly two boxes, took a photograph, asked the virtual volunteer to identify them. It correctly identified one, telling me it was allopurinol 300 milligrams. The other one, it said, was ibuprofen 200 milligrams. Now, I knew that was wrong, unless my pharmacist had made a real big mistake there. the virtual volunteer did say the text was upside down. So I turned the box around, took another picture and asked, what is it this time? Again, it told me it was ibuprofen 200 milligrams. Now, uh, what I usually do with these things is I phone a sighted volunteer. Um, so I did that to, to confirm what the things were. And indeed, the sighted volunteer confirmed that it was not ibuprofen, but it was instead allopurinol 100 milligrams. So I don't know where the virtual volunteer was getting its information from. It clearly wasn't reading the box and it gave completely incorrect information. So I think that's just a reinforcement of uh, if you are using this uh, beta version or even when it goes live, I would not rely on it for telling me which medication I have uh, in a particular box. So that's all from me just now. I still love the beta version of the virtual volunteer and I'm using it a lot, um, testing it out on various things. And it is pretty good. My biggest problem is because I can't see, I seem to be often pointing the camera not quite at the thing I want it to read to me, but never mind. Uh, thanks. Enjoying the show as always. Keep up the great work. Speak soon. Thanks, Gordon. And uh, I think you raise a really interesting point here, but I would say there's two responses I would make to this. One is that I think this is partly why Be My Eyes aren't keen to push out the launch of this too early for this very reason, Mm -hmm. Uh, because despite the warnings, despite the concerns, uh, there will always be people who will get reliant on this and start to be unsure of whether or not it's telling the truth or not and will either choose to trust it and make a mistake or distrust it entirely and not use it at all. So I can understand why Be My Eyes is a little bit hesitant to push this out too early uh, until perhaps the the language models have got more information that can be more exact or whatever. So that's one thing. But I would also say I think I would always be a little bit hesitant around something like medication. Just I would be hesitant anyway because you're dealing with something which is so important and if you get that wrong, if you pick up one thing and it's actually something else, I mean... Yes, you know, it can have harmful effects in the real world. Yeah, absolutely. I don't take many, much medication. My wife takes a bit of medication. I know my mum and dad's case, they're older now, mm-hmm. they take a lot of medication. And if you got that mixed up, that would be massively damaging. I mean, it could even kill them. 
potentially no, if they took the wrong medication. So, you know, for medication for something like that, I think sighted volunteer or IRA or sighted friend or neighbor, if you want to go down that route. Uh, but yeah. that's as far as I would go. I, I think when it comes to that, it, different if it gets a menu wrong and it tells me, like, I gave the example of the cheesecake thing and there was no cheesecake and I got a little bit upset because I really wanted cheesecake. But that doesn't matter. I, I will not cheesecake. die. <laughs> keep saying cheesecake now. Oh, dear. I, yes. I won't die if I don't get cheesecake, right? Well, I, I, may have a, I may have a blood pressure moment. Um, <laughs> but other than that, nothing will happen. It's funny, though, because they are at pains to say, do not use this for medication. Do not. And the first thing I tried was going through all my medication. <laughs> this thing has got it wrong. But you're absolutely right. The trouble is that we are, um, at this stage, really impressed by AI and the help that it, yeah, yeah, the amount of detail that it can give you. Um, but it is really important to recognise that these hallucinations that, that they keep talking about are real. And there are, you know, it, it just delivers it with such confidence that it can be difficult. If you're using something like OCR on medication, you know, it's either going to give you gobbledygook or it's going to have a stab at the name. You know what I mean? But it's not going to say this is that, you know, an yeah. ibuprofen or whatever it's going to be. It won't do that. Whereas with AI, it'll say, yep, yeah, this is blah, blah, blah. But it absolutely isn't. So, yeah, it's... um. It's it's still early days for that sort of thing. That that is the real issue with AI still is people are so confident in it, but it still gets things wrong. Thank you, Gordon. Appreciate that, and uh, do keep us up to date on how you're getting on. We know that uh, the good people at Be My Eyes are always listening, and they love this feedback. So uh, you know whether you're giving that to them or to us, they will hear this, which is brilliant. Uh, let's go to another uh, email. This read by Laura. Uh, this is from Aaron, uh, and it follows up on our Braille conversation from last week. Hey, Stephen and Sean. What an interesting topic about Braille and everyone's comments. I want to add my own thoughts on the matter. First off, I believe that Braille is essential for any child with a visual impairment. You never know when your sight will go. Therefore, why not be prepared? I think the teachers who say Braille is dead are doing a disservice to their students and don't want to teach it. Mm -hmm. As for how I use Braille, both professionally and in my personal life, I couldn't imagine not having access to reading any material in Braille. It allows me, as an accessibility consultant, to look at code, write emails, draft examples of findings and executive summaries, double-check my work, etc., for personal, whenever I buy a new gallon of milk, I will always braille the date of expiration and stick it to my fridge with a braille label. Your point about QWERTY versus Perkins is interesting. While I have a standard Hunsman mechanical keyboard below my desk, I also have a QBraille XL that sits in front of my Surface laptop. I like how the QBraille allows me to do all the Windows, iOS, Android and Mac commands with one keyboard. I can easily flip between devices as well. I find that learning the tech on top of the display is just part of learning a computer system. I wish there were a standard when it came to Perkins keyboards to streamline particular functions though, making it easy for any user, regardless of which braille display they have, to learn basic navigation commands. I do think that a lot of that, though, comes down to screen reader manufacturers. While I can type on a QWERTY keyboard fast, about 130 words, I find that I am a lot faster using a Perkins-style keyboard. It helps that I can emulate Windows functions with the QBraille display, which is one of its strengths. I don't have to remove my hands from the keyboard to touch my mechanical keyboard. For mobile, when not using my iPhone, I have a BrailleSense 6. This new device in my life for the past few weeks has changed the way I do mobile computing. There is something to be said about a dedicated blindness-specific device, from running Android apps to writing this email in the email editor on the BrailleSense 6. Braille is a huge part of my world and life. In fact, Braille is such a part of what I do that when my Braille display doesn't show Braille, I get anxious and start to panic a little bit. I love being able to turn off speech, pop on my headphones and turn on double tap without any extra voices in my head. Being able to read in silence or listen to music while I read just like a sighted person can. Anyways, I have rambled on enough. Stephen, as for your issue with extra dots on the Braille display when hooked into a computer, those extra dots provide the user with information. For example, the letters L and I together mean list item. L and V together mean list view. B and T and N mean button. E and B mean edit box, etc. I know this can be confusing, but again, it is part of understanding the Braille at an OS level. Enjoy the show as always, and if you want me to come on and talk about the Braille Sense 6, I would be more than happy to do so. 
I might need to make arrangements with Longnose Jim to temporarily put Sean out of sorts for a few weeks. <laughs> Thanks for all the great entertainment and great discussions. Keep them coming. Aaron. Who's Longnose Jim? I don't, I don't know. Have we offended someone? Have we missed something? Well, Jim, obviously. Was yes. I not here for a day or something? I think I was off that day, sorry. I don't remember that. I don't have it in my notes. Well, if you know who Long Nose Jim is, then email <laughs> feedback at doubletaponair.com. Um, thank you, Aaron. You know what? That is just... What, what, his description there of just putting on some headphones and listening to whatever, while still being able to carry on you know, using your equipment, that sounds amazing to me. Oh, that is something it? I would love to do. Um, and it's something I haven't even really considered before because it's just something I can never do. But doesn't well, that sound I, amazing? I, I don't know if it's something we can never do. I just don't think we'll ever no, get I, to a I pace. I could never do. Yeah, I, no, I, I mean, don't know. I think I think you could. I actually do. I think you would manage it. I just think it would be that the pace would be slower than something. Yeah, sorry. Yes. Like no. someone, someone like Aaron who's doing this for and has done this for a long time. A lot of blind people who've learned from you know from from school age, you know, kindergarten, oh, yeah. whatever. They will yeah. be way faster than we will ever be, right? And we just got to accept that. And I'm okay with that. I'm. Um, <laughs> I, I am totally jealous though, because everything you described there just sounds perfect to me. It does, and yeah. actually, when, when the way you describe it, Aaron, almost seems like the the best blind life if you're using Braille, right? Oh, it does because if you think about it, you've got the the Braille display, which is giving you that information. You're able to read that. You're able to inter, you know you interoperate lots of different systems. Braille Sense Six with your phone, or you know your Q Braille and your your keyboard with your PC or whatever. But you've got everything you need. And you can work in silence. You can have speech when you need it. It mm. gives you options that, you know, I feel I don't have. I have one option, which is now audio. And I find audio quite distracting a lot of the time. It's just, it's yeah. not that I can't, I don't know if it's an auditory processing thing or what it is. I just, I find it is like a pneumatic drill through my head. And maybe it's because it's the only way I can get that information in my head that I find it so difficult. I don't know. But, you know, listening to what you say, I, I think that, yeah, Braille would make such a difference. And it's kind of led me to think that I'm probably going to end up going down the route of getting myself an Orbit Reader. Mm. Because listening to Samuel Proulx yesterday talk about his Orbit Reader and why he's gone down this route with, although he blames me for it, um, I think that's an excuse for his wife. Um, but, you know, I, it's <laughs> nothing to do with me. You made the decision to buy it, Samuel, but it was a good decision because the, the thing about this device is the Braille quality is stunningly good. That signage quality Braille is mm -hmm. good. And I think sometimes he, he made the point that on different Braille displays, he has to kind of push his finger down. And I, because I was making the comment yesterday um, that, you know, does he find reading for a long period of time with that signage quality Braille quite difficult? And he said, no, because it's a lighter touch. You don't need to be quite as tough on the ah. Braille display. Right, yeah. I never thought of it that way. So makes sense. Actually, the, for maybe that maybe that's a better uh, way to do. Because I do sometimes think, is that a P or is that an F or what is that? What is going on there? I I, I just I cannot get reading braille in. I, I just can't. I go I can't through it. So I kind of go over it. I'm going over it again and over it again and over it again. Mm -hmm. And you're trying to kind of and and it's like you get a letter. You go, oh, okay, it's an F, right? And the next one, oh, what's that? And then you, go, what was the first letter again? <laughs> I got to the fifth letter, and it's like. I can't forget what the first letter was, and I can't work out the. It's like playing Wheel of Fortune. Yeah, <laughs> that's very good. But like Aaron said, it's all about you know. There's a learning curve to absolutely everything, so you know you just got to push through it. But that was an interesting point as well about standardising the the like navigational commands I like on a braille that. display. That's a great. Point. That makes total sense, doesn't yeah. it? I mean, why wouldn't that be the case? Of course, there should always be something there for, you know, alt-tab or uh, closing down something or whatever it may be. Um, yeah, that's a really good point. Aaron, thank you for that email. And yes, we'd love to get you on to talk about the BrailleSense 6, so I will be in touch about that, definitely. Um, okay, let's move on. And staying with Braille, actually, Eleanor's been in touch. Hi, guys, it's Eleanor. I learned Braille at school on slate, writing back to front. Then we move to the strange bee. Oh. If you think the persons was noisy, you should have heard a class writing on the strange bee. <laughs> it was like standing at a window listening to road work. <laughs> when the RNIB 
library moved to its new system, they mistakenly sent me a book in grade one Braille. It was so slow and laborious and frustrating to read, as I'm used to racing through books in grade two. I hope I'm never forced to go back to grade one. Mm, I totally agree that all blind children with visual impairments should learn Braille at school. I can only imagine how hard it must be to learn in later life. Keep up the interesting discussions. Bye. Thank you, Eleanor. Appreciate it. And totally, I, 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 I cannot imagine what that would be like to, to sit in. I do know it to some degree because I did sit in class with a number of kids who had the Perkins, not the Stainsby. Um, and I do know that was loud. And that I was remember, loud enough. I yes. remember the sighted kids in her because it was a mainstream school with the visual impairment unit attached. And so we'd be in sort of amongst, we'd be in amongst the others. Oh. And it was weird for them. I mean, it must have been totally weird uh, for those kids because they're just <laughs> sitting there listening. And this guy walks in with a trolley behind him, uh, you know, 15 staff. You know, yeah. pushing all this equipment and books. <laughs> that taking up the front row. CCTV. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, I think back, they must have thought, what is going on here? This guy's, is it Beyonce's walked in here with an entourage? <laughs> oh, believe me, they didn't think that. No, well, <laughs> blind Beyonce. Um, but <laughs> that was my nickname in school. Let's not go there. Uh, but uh, yeah, so, you know, you go into the class and you have all this stuff and yeah, you had to sit through all this and it was, it was incredible. But uh, yeah, I do know about the noise, that's for sure. Uh, I think the learning Braille thing, if I'm being brutally honest, from my point of view, is down to just applying more on it. I really do. And I, I, I saw one of these videos the other day. It was one of those, you know, these motivational things. I hate these videos with a passion. You know what you should do? You should just... And like, oh, stop telling me what to do. Leave me alone. Get out of my room. I used to lie in bed all day, but now I own three yachts. Yeah. You could too. I earn $15 million a second. Why don't you? No, I no, you don't. And <laughs> I'm going to tell you my secret. Thanks. No, you're not. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, and it's like the, you know, the secret is always just do more, just do more. Yeah, and, just and get actually, <laughs> you know what? That's pretty much it, right? That is pretty much it. And Absolutely someone, right. Someone said, if you do something, because I, I heard this one, I thought it was quite good actually. This one stuck with me, which was if you do something for eighteen minutes a day, just eighteen minutes maximum a day. That's a hundred hours in a year. And they said, if you do that, you'll be better at whatever it is uh, than the top ninety-five percent of people. Oh, okay. I think that was right. But yeah, that was... I'm trying to work out the maths, but okay. Yeah. Um, well, no, it does make sense, though. It's just Bear in mind, this is a Facebook watch video, and I was taking down a lot of information at once, so some of it may have been lost in, in transmission. In translation. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it is all about setting that time and sticking to it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even if it's something like you know, trying to get fit, lose weight, or whatever, it's just set aside 10 minutes, 20 minutes. But uh, whatever reason... I blame Facebook Watch. Whatever the reason may be, <laughs> yes. I just never seem to be able to do that. And there's always tomorrow. Well, there's always tomorrow, and there's always an excuse. I think for you and I especially, I have this problem where I, I if the setup I'm using for whatever it is, it's just not 100% right. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I can't do it. I can't possibly do it in this, uh, if the... You know, keyboard it's is all over there. Terrible. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah. What's this keyboard with a numpad? I can only use a keyboard with yes. a numpad, so I have to go and search for one, buy one, bring it home, set Wait it up. Wait for it to arrive. Yeah. And then just sit in a box and forget about it. Yes. That's my problem. I'm terrible for this procrastination. procrastination. Yeah. I am the king of procrastination. If they had awards for procrastinators, I'd win it. We wouldn't go and accept it, obviously. No, Who I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be bothered to. In fact, I'd probably forget when it was. And then I kind of worry about it for a bit. Uh, and then, you know, the second before the award was ha handed out, I'd remember I had to be somewhere. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's just a nightmare. But no, I, I think if we, well, I'll say me, if I apply myself a bit more on this, then I think it might get somewhere further yes. forward than where We're I am. We're terrible people, but it's fine. Yeah. It's like I say, though, that whole connecting to the computer thing, I would probably be using Braille a lot more if I could understand the computer connection part, but I just don't get it. I kind of yeah, just again. want to sit with my Perkins. That's honestly it. I feel more comfortable just sitting with the Perkins because the good thing is the characters that come up are the ones I type. <laughs> yes. So I know what it is. You're a bit reader. Uh, uh, Braille yeah. display is the answer, right? And, and just, as you said, just set aside some time every day. Easier said than done. Right, come on, Sean. Are we going to do it? No. Okay, fine. Well, I'm going to. 
I'm going to fly myself. You can't, and I'll watch you do it, and it'll be a joy for us all. Yeah, it's just the Reaper situation all over again, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Let's say in a year, we'll have exactly the same. Do you I know what we should do? We should apply ourselves. <laughs> yeah. By this time next year, I'll be able to read five letters of the Braille alphabet. And dropped a hundred pounds. Yeah, no problem. Yeah. On the floor. Uh, right, stick around. <laughs> Double Tap's next. Continues next. Yeah. <laughs> Call the Double Tappers now. one 803 4567 Or email us. Feedback at DoubleTapOnAir.com. Yeah, we're back. We're here. Uh, honestly, um, I'm a bit lost. I'm a bit at sea today, Sean Priest. Are you? I'm still confused over Long Nose Jim, but um, okay. Do you know what's wrong with me? I, I started using eSpeak on the Mac. I didn't even oh. know this was a thing. Oh, isn't it just the best? Um, yeah. Are I, you putting it on of, your iPhone next? Well, I did download it. I can't quite work out how to get it to be a voice. I, I can't oh, seem to be choose. In there. It'll no, be it's in not. Your, it's not no, in my voiceover settings. Oh, it, it, it definitely no, maybe is. It, don't, you even, don't even go oh. there. Hang on, have you loaded it into test flight? Because it's still in beta, isn't it? No. Oh, is it? Oh, okay. I've still got it in my test flight. I think it probably came out of... I don't know. What do I know? But I downloaded okay, fair it. Fair enough. Oh, yeah, we, we only have a daily tech show. What, what do we know? What do I know? I, t- I typed in... <laughs> I did exactly what I did on the Mac. I typed into the App Store eSpeak space NG, or yes. you can use hyphen, uh, between eSpeak and NG. And, and it was there. I got the app. And oh, cool. I downloaded it, and immediately—well, I say immediately—I kind of had to figure out what on earth I was doing. I've never seen this before, and to me, this is all brand new. I didn't even know you could add third-party voices into oh, the yeah. Mac. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know. Oh, all yeah. these people. You know what I love? Oh, I love these people oh, yeah. online that go, oh, "This has actually been around forever." Yeah, why didn't you know that? And it's like, I didn't know. And how? And you know what? You didn't know at some point either. So don't sit there and all give right. me the. Oh, all I right. knew everything. Calm down. Yeah, you don't okay. know. All right, relax. You have didn't a, know at one point. Uh, uh, now you it. do. You're not an expert. Calm down. Um, yes. Okay, good. Tell us more. It's terrible. No, no, no. Right. Now, um, now stop that. It's better <laughs> than eloquence, isn't it? Isn't it more Actually, responsive? It kind of. Oh, it's way more responsive. No, I mean, that's one okay. thing about it that's brilliant. It sounds yeah. awful. But, I mean, it's so <laughs> much more res- responsive than eloquence. It's, just, it's, it's almost so fast, I cannot understand it. I'm like, what's it saying? It's just uh, too fast, and then we, we'll if slow you it slow, down. yeah, but if you slow it down, it kind of defeats the purpose. Because <laughs> the whole point I think about eSpeak is that you can ramp it right up to some level, and I think it's maybe one of those voices. Maybe it is like eloquence; you've got to tune your ears to it a little bit. Yes, yeah, which I did with eloquence, I, and like most people, I probably started out slow with eloquence and then built up to what it's mm-hmm. at now. But I haven't really, I've never really listened to eSpeak voices very often. The only times I ever had experience with it was when I installed NVDA. Yeah, of course, because it was the free voice engine, the yeah. synth that came with NVDA, because eSpeak is an open source synthesizer. Um, it's Yeah, it is an acquired ear, uh, I think, for eSpeak, but some people absolutely love it. I, I mean, it's not bad. You just said it was terrible. Well, it's Don't not backpedal bad. now. Well, I like Adam. And it is Good. the first one on the list. <laughs> you know, there were so many, and I thought, I can't go through all these. I'll be here all night. But- I love Half-Life Announcer. It's got the Tannoy system from the game Half-Life. Uh, Half-Life? Half-Life? Half-Life in there. And it's, <laughs> That's it's, your farmer days coming Half-Life. back. Half-Life. And it's totally, <laughs> totally unusable, but I still got it on. I, I love it. Um, yeah. Oh, oh, oh she's, she's not happy She doesn't that. know that one. She doesn't oh, know. No, thanks no. for butting in. You're well not going to get eSpeak on there. <sighs> well, but I didn't, much uh, when did this become a thing? When could you start installing third-party voices? It, it seems that to was me 16, as if this... wasn't it? iOS 16. I'm not sure about really? on the Mac OS. Right. Because it must it have on the later of 15. Would this, have come, would this have come about at the time when you could start adding like v- VOCR scripts and those kind of things? Oh, on, on Mac OS. Yeah, honestly, I don't know. Yeah, I, honestly, I didn't know you could do that. And where's the other ones? Because I want the I want the Queen voice. Yeah, we want, I want acapella. The, I want the laughing Sarah guy. speak, is it? I mean, there's there's quite a few different voices out there. Since I keep saying voices, synthesizers <laughs> out there. So um, if it is opened up, why aren't we seeing more of these? Because yeah. I mean, acapella, you pay per voice. So I mean, why would they not want to open themselves up to another uh, source of revenue from the Mac? I don't know. Yeah, it seems weird to me. I, I just didn't even know it was a thing. I did not. I, I thought it was all closed in. That was the whole thing, right? Mm-hmm. You couldn't mm-hmm. do that. 
Uh, because if I, I mean, I would have thought if that was the case, and obviously we're now maybe understanding how eloquence is on the Mac. Um, but it could have been the case that if Apple hadn't put eloquence on, it could have been added. And that's something we didn't yeah. think about before because eloquence was added in in 16, wasn't it? So That's right. That's why I'm thinking it was opened up. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, why don't you lead us in? Because we're going to talk about uh, NFC tags now. And uh, you've been doing a bit of digging around for us to uh, show us how to use NFC tags. Uh, so why don't you lead us into this? Basically, uh, the email from Greg talking about Simply NFC, an app for your smartphone, which allows you to write and read NFC tags, was the thing that really got me into it. And I have tried it, and it's great and fantastic. But there is a way where you can just use the built-in functionality of your smartphone, particularly the iPhone to handle NFC tags. And if you don't know what NFC tags are, because I keep using the word NFC, I will explain all right now. It's a well-known fact that tech loves acronyms. So let's talk NFC. No, no, don't worry, Stephen. It doesn't stand for no fried chicken. <gasps> no. What it stands for is near field communication. Ooh, that sounds techie, doesn't it? Well, actually, it's a really simple technology. What it means is that two chips can actually communicate with each other without having to be plugged in or actually touching. They just need to be near each other. Hence the name. It all makes sense. And even better, the chances are that the smartphone you're using right now has the ability to use NFC, which means you don't have to spend any money. Cool! Any iPhone over the iPhone 6 has NFC built in, and most Android phones, if not all Android phones over the last five years, let's say, also have NFC built in. But the question is, why should we care? What can it do for us? Well, at its very basic level, we can use this technology to identify objects. NFC chips are incredibly small, about the size of a grain of rice, and incredibly cheap. I have here a sheet of NFC chips, or more commonly known as NFC tags, which are little round stickers that I can just simply peel off and stick to anything. Food packaging, remote controls, glasses, cases, clothes, anything you can think of. Simply peel off a sticker and stick it on. Then I can give that tag a name or any bit of text, and then when I move my smartphone near it, that text will be displayed on the screen so I know what that object is. Easy! And as I said, it doesn't cost an arm and a leg to get a NFC tag. You can pick up a sheet like this for around 10 or 15 bucks. And also you can get NFC tags in many different shapes and sizes. Uh, Negative Julian recently told us of a NFC button that he has, which he stitches onto his clothes for easy identification. Cool! Okay, so that's NFC, and that's why it's useful to us. So how do you do it? Well, I'm going to concentrate on the iPhone. Yep, sorry, Android users, but I just haven't played with NFC on Android enough to talk about it yet, but uh, maybe we'll come back to that. Right now, I'm going to concentrate on how to set up an NFC tag on the iPhone simply by using Apple Shortcuts. So let's open up the Shortcuts app. In the Shortcuts app, you will find three tabs at the bottom of the screen. The one we're interested in is... Automation, tab, two of three. Let's double tap on that. Automation, heading, no automations. Make Shortcuts run automatically. New automation, button. We're going to create a new automation. So that's the button I'm going to double tap on in just a minute. But before we go there, what is an automation? Basically, an automation is just an action or a series of actions that happen whenever a certain event occurs. So let's say whenever you put your phone on to charge, you want a certain app to open up. Or whenever you pay with Apple Pay, you want it to, I don't know, play some music, whatever you want it to do. So when we double tap on this new automation button, the next screen we get will be a list of the events. Now, the one we want, obviously, is whenever it detects an NFC tag. So Let's just swipe through this list until we get to the thing we want. Personal automation, an automation that runs on your iPhone. Heading, time of day, for example, at 8 a.m. on weekdays. Button, alarm, for example, when my alarm has stopped. Button, sleep, for example, when wind down starts. Button, 
Arrive, for example, when I arrive at the gym, button. Leave, for example, when I leave work, button. Before I commute, for example, 15 minutes before I leave for work, button. CarPlay, for example, when CarPlay connects, button. Email, for example, when I get an email from Jane, button. Message, for example, when I get a message from mum, button. Transaction, for example, when I tap a wallet card or pass, button. Apple Watch Workout, for example, when I start a workout, button. Wi-Fi, for example, when my iPhone joins home Wi-Fi, button. Bluetooth, for example, when my iPhone connects to AirPods, button. NFC, for example, when I tap an NFC tag, button. There it is! That's the one we're after. Now, there's even more in that list, but I'll let you go back and explore on your own. So let's double tap on NFC button. When, heading, NFC tag, scan. Okay, so the first option on this screen is NFC tag, scan button. So, I've peeled off one of these little NFC stickers from my sheet here, and I've just stuck it to the desk in front of me. I know, it's a waste. But hey, it works for this demo. So, now I've got this NFC sticker on the desk here. Let me scan it. So, let's double tap on that NFC tag scan button. Ready to scan. Now, I'm just going to tap the top back of my smartphone on that NFC tag. Name this tag. How easy was that? You now find yourself in a text field where you can type in absolutely anything. Give it a name, a can of beans, uh, my massive trousers, any text you like. So let's do that now. Inserted yes. I'm an NFC tag and I am stuck to Sean's desk. Please help me. This is fun, isn't it? I think that'll do. So let's hit done in the bottom right of the keyboard here. Done. We're now back at the previous screen. Let's swipe through. Back button. Next button. When heading. NFC tag. Yes, I am an NFC tag and I am stuck to Sean's desk. Please help me. This is fun, isn't it? Okay, so we've scanned our NFC tag and we've given it a ridiculous name. Now, the next step should be, if we're doing a proper automation, is give it an action. So whenever it detects that particular NFC tag, then open an app or play some music or join a Wi-Fi network, make a call. There's just endless possibilities. But I'm not going to do that. I'll explain why in just a second. Let's swipe on. Selected. Run after confirmation. And swipe again. Run immediately. Now, these two options are very important for what we're trying to do, so let me explain them quickly. If you select Run after confirmation, then whenever your phone detects this particular NFC tag, a notification will pop up on your phone screen saying, Hey, I've just detected NFC tag named I've Got Massive Trousers, or whatever it may be. And if you double tap on that notification, it will then perform the actions assigned to that NFC tag. Cool. The second option is run immediately, which means as soon as it detects that NFC tag, it won't pop up any notification or tell you anything. It will just go off and perform the action straight away. Now, because all we're looking to do is the very basic function of identifying an NFC tag, therefore the object it's stuck to, I'm going to choose run after confirmation because that way when I scan my phone over the tag I will get a pop-up and it will tell me what that object is by the NFC tag name. Easy right? Now I could assign actions to it as well but I'll be honest with you the Apple shortcuts app itself once you start getting into adding actions is a little bit confusing from a voiceover user point of view. By all means, feel free to go in there and play around. You can't really do any harm. But for our purposes right now, all I need is the notification. I don't need it to do anything else. So let's double tap on the run after confirmation button and then double tap on the next button in the top right hand corner. Next button. Don't worry, we're nearly done. Now, the next two screens are all to do with the actions you want to be performed every time it detects this tag. As I said, I don't want anything to happen. I just want to be told what the name of that tag is. But right now, I'm just going to swipe through until I hear... New blank automation button. Double tap on this, and then the next screen again is to do with actions. And again, I don't want it to do a thing. I'm done. So let's double tap on the done button in the top right-hand corner. Done button. Automation. Heading. Personal. Heading. When yes, I am an NFC tag and I am stuck to Sean's desk. Please help me. This is fun, isn't it? It's detected. No actions. Button. That was easy, wasn't it? No? Well, kind of. That's it. We've set up our first NFC tag. Now you can just repeat that process if you want to set up more tags. There is a add button in the top right hand corner of this screen. 
But we are done, so let's try this out. OK, so I've gone back to the home screen. Your phone does need to be unlocked in order to do this. All I'm going to do is wave my phone over the NFC tag. Shortcuts. Now, shortcuts. When yes, I am an NFC tag and I am stuck to Sean's desk. Please help me. This is fun, isn't it? It is detected. Get in! Success! There you go. How easy was that? It was pretty straightforward, right? And you can see how useful that could be in our situation. But, you know, if you used it sensibly rather than what I just did here. And also, don't forget, you can get these NFC tags in many different shapes and sizes and forms, um, different ways to attach them to different things. People even embed them in their own body. But they're weird. But hey-ho, whatever you want to do. So that was NFC tags. Go on, have a go for yourself. If I can do it, you definitely can. Have fun. Yeah, you're not kidding. Uh, but yeah, thank you, Sean. Um, <laughs> that's great, yeah. though. That's brilliant. It, I mean, it's really straightforward. And as I kept saying there, that's the basic functionality. I mean, you can use these to trigger anything. You know, stick one by your front door and as you come in, tap your phone on it and it can, you know, turn the lights on or off or set your thermostat. There's just so many different things you can do with it. It is, as I said as well, the Apple shortcut app is slightly confusing when using voiceover and you can really go into sort of uh, rabbit holes when you go down there. So I didn't want to go there right, right now, but as a basic functionality for identifying things, you know, that really works well. Yeah, that's absolutely brilliant. Uh, listen, coming up, we're going to be getting uh, lots more of your feedback on. Uh, we'll do that on uh, tomorrow's show. So do stick around for more of your emails and comments. You've been sending lots of your voicemails as well. And I really do appreciate that because it's nice to hear your voice. And uh, it means that you, if you want to skip the queue and get your uh, message on quicker, send us a voicemail. Oh, uh-huh. yes. That's, the, that's yes. the cheat method because our Laura... You know, it takes the time when she can to to read these uh, emails out, which is brilliant. Uh, and of course, it's a huge benefit to us. And I think one of the things I love most about Laura reading the emails is that we then know what you've said. You know, sometimes if you read out the email, like I, I used to read the emails years ago, and I remember thinking, how do you know the difference between what I've just threw in as a comment and yes, your words? <laughs> right. It might, yes. might almost sound like I'm, I've said something you've Yes. You know, kind of almost like I'm putting words in your mouth. So, yeah, that, that's the great thing about Laura doing it. But it, it does take a little bit of time to turn around. So, and we don't use AI over here. We don't use AI to do your voices. Uh, because no. we did try that. Remember we tried it years ago on the old we show? We tried and using no one, TTSs. No, one liked it. no, it just doesn't, doesn't work. It's not the does same. It? No. no. We're all about human voice here at AMI. So, uh, and, and just to, yeah. Mr. Yeah, yeah, he's very clear on that. Very yes. clear. <laughs> God bless you, Mr. F. Very clear on that. No, no AI around here, you know. I just hope he doesn't want to get rid of the tech thing, otherwise we're kind of screwed. Yeah. Um, but uh, yes, keep your uh, voicemails and emails coming and uh, we will get to them. I also want to mention next week, because uh, it is, of course, Canada Day on Saturday. Oh, Canada, Canada. Day uh, on Saturday. <laughs> And as a result, uh, we will be off on the Monday. Oh. So we're not going to be here on Monday. Work? Why, I, why, I, 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 I think what happens is Canada, Canada's going to have a very large celebration on Saturday. Oh, hangover day. And that will, that, will, that will hang over until yeah. Sunday and possibly Monday. Ah, right. Got you. Recovery so, day. Yes. yes. I think a lot okay. of people are going to be uh, snoozing on yeah. Monday. <laughs> so for that reason... Uh, we will not be here on Monday, so a little programming note for you there. Uh, and uh, you will hear our uh, weekend special, which this week actually is, we're going back to a conversation I had with Matt Ater, the uh, the vice president over at Vespero. And uh, he just returned from CES, Consumer Electronics Show, which was actually a really interesting conversation on, on its own. Um, and AI comes up a lot in that uh, because there was a lot of discussion there about artificial intelligence mm. but he also talks about his new role as chair of the cta foundation and uh, i think that's going to have some big impacts on the disability community in the in the coming years so especially for ces um which by the way this year has its first european event <gasps> uh, in amsterdam in october i think it is so i think uh i think i might go along Oh, well, good. Yeah, you love the Amsterdam, don't you? It's like an hour away on a flight. It's nothing. Uh, that's nothing. It's easier to get to Amsterdam 
than then, to get to where you live. Oh, it's ridiculous. True. Sorry about that. Well, you could always fly to my shed. It would be easier to fly to your shed. <laughs> I, if I could be picked up by a drone and dropped near your shed, that would be brilliant. Uh, but yes, so uh, we're going to be, uh, of course, uh, in conversation with Matt Eater on Saturday, and you'll hear that on Monday on AMI he's Audio great. as well. It is. It's a great conversation. Matt is great. And yeah. he's, he's such a great guy. Uh, in addition to that, though, when we're back next week, from Tuesday until Friday... Uh, and even on Saturday as well, we're going to be focusing on the conventions next week because all the big American uh, blindness conventions are happening, ACB and NFB, both happening at the same time. Oh. And mm. we, for the first time, will have coverage at both events, from both events, coming to us every single day. Uh, we have Michael Babcock joining us from the ACB Foundation, uh, or ACB Convention, I should say, and also Damasi Thomas joining us from the NFB convention. Uh, so th that is just fantastic. We're so pleased to be able to bring you the coverage uh, from on the ground at uh, ACB and NFB conventions this year. And on top of that, on the Saturday Express next week, you will have the chance to hear uh, from both of them and we'll even get some extra exclusive audio that they managed to capture during that time. So it's oh, going to be a really... The after parties. Yeah, the yeah. after parties. Yeah, yeah I, want to, I want to hear the real after party. Well, maybe I don't. Uh, no, but yeah, actually, uh, maybe we at some point we'll maybe cut the recording. But uh, I just think it's going to be great to hear uh, everything that's been going on at uh, the NFB and ACB oh, conventions from Damasi and Michael. So that, I really do appreciate them. amazing, by yeah, the way. Thank are. you, Mike and Damasi. Um, absolutely amazing. And then later in the month, it's a site village in Birmingham. And then we've got some other events happening around the world. So, yeah, we'll keep you up to date right here on Double Tap. This is the place to be. It's it the is. place to be. We're actually doing things. It's amazing. We're going there so you don't have to. Oh, well, you're welcome. On. Hang on. Actually, that might, might kill the events. So we better not say that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, well. Anyway, uh, that's it for today. Thank you for listening. <laughs> and uh, keep your feedback coming. Feedback at doubletaponair.com. Also... You can uh, call us, leave a voicemail, one 803 4567 We are back tomorrow with more of your feedback and more. Sean, thank you for your wonderful demo today. I appreciate that, mate. And, no uh, worries. We'll uh, do it all again tomorrow. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. The Walrus is Canada's conversation, and you're invited to take part. Download AMI's Voices of the Walrus, where professional narrators read selected articles from the magazine. Available wherever you download your AMI podcasts.